Hello and welcome to episode four of the Too Much Time on Our Hands podcast. Podcast that came here to chew gum and kick ass, but we're all out of asses. So tonight we are joined by uh, Tom and Sean, the usual bunch, the X Electric Kicks group. We still have a Facebook page, go see it. <laughs> yeah. We still have some songs on there, um, um, you know, give it a listen, it's good. Um, tonight we're going to be talking about several subjects, obviously, uh, in the usual way. We've got three topics lined up um, to pique your interest, hopefully. Uh, apologies for the sound quality last week, uh, as you can hear. We're back to a crystal clear, smooth sound this week. Um, so, let's just get straight into it. And it's at this point I realise we haven't decided who's going to read what. But I, this is Tom's, isn't it? Yeah. The RPG universe. Is, I'll, so. I'll kick this one off. Yeah. Okay, so I, it's one that's probably been knocking around. And to be, to be honest, probably so many other people have covered it. But RPG worlds are widely renowned for, you know, for the most part, obviously there are some that aren't quite so good and they rightly deserve scorn and ire. Um, but m- for the most part, a lot of the, a lot of work goes into creating a sort of a semi-believable, or at least real-feeling world. So I wanted to kind of open up the floor and 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 sort of talk to people about, uh, you know, talk to guys here about the RPG world that you would like to live in. Okay, so it's not like one day you sort of wake up, you know, like oh I'm in, I don't know, uh, I'm in the Fallout universe, or suddenly I'm in, you know, because like my wife said to me said, if you suddenly appeared in the Fallout universe, you'd be dead by the end of the day, because <laughs> you're a softie. And I was like, all right, fine, well, fair enough. So I said to her, well, no, it's about, like, you know, you've been a part of it, you, you're living in it, you know, you've grown up in it, you're, you know, you're doing something, and you're at the age that you are now, what would you like to be in? So, I'll kick it off. For me, it's the Mass Effect universe. <laughs> okay. And it and it has to be the Mass Effect universe for me. There, there there's a few others that I kind of consider along the way, and maybe later on I'll, I'll have a little bit of a dish out about them. But the Mass Effect universe is one of the best realized universe in video games. It just feels complete. It doesn't feel like there are bits of it that are waiting to be developed. It all just feels like as soon as the beginning of Mass Effect happens and you find yourself on the Citadel, you just feel like life is going on around you. It just feels right. The army is cool. Being a being a part of one of the alien races would be cool. There's councils involved. There's there's there's, 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 there's <laughs> you're really selling it. I know. There's 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 the well, well. Tell me some there's some trade negotiations. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. absolutely. If you remove eighty percent, it's just there's so much going on, like. Locations like the lower wards of the Citadel, it's kind of seedy and teeming with life. The bars feel a bit edgy, and there's you know there's there's dancers on tables, there's drinks being drunk by the gallonful, there's people just having a good time and living their life, and it just feels like one of those universes. Like oh, I could totally be a part of this. I could I could totally find my way in this mm. universe. Um, Dan, you've played yes. all the Mass Effect games yeah, as yeah. well. I mean, in the second game. The station Omega felt like a sort of a really dirty citadel. Yeah, and I could I could imagine myself living on Omega. I'm slightly concerned we're going to have a similar answer here. Yeah, well, <laughs> see, that's the thing. So, I mean, I I would always plump for Mass Effect. I, I, do you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm going to tell you the ones I discarded yeah. and kind of gave honourable mentions to. The Stalker universe. S T A L K E R. Basically, like a, set in. I know it sounds. Chino, isn't that the Chernobyl? It's game? the it's the Chernobyl thing. I yeah. I just 
I fucking, in my mind, love the idea of being kind of like, you know, fighting for your life every day, kind of through <laughs> through the radioactive wasteland, <laughs> finding artifacts. I mean, it goes without saying, I wouldn't do very well, probably not, but I just kind of like the idea of kind of, you know, that kind of survival day to day. Plus, I'm a In little, Chernobyl. I'm a little bit interested. I mean, I, I, yeah. It sounds weird. It sounds like such a weird. Thing. But, but but Sean, it's on my. It's on, look in my notebook. It's yeah. on my. It's on my honourable mention list. Okay. Um, I also put. I'm just thinking, my answers are quite different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about this a different way. I, I also put the Mass Effect Three. I don't want to live in that Mass Effect universe because that's too warry. It's, it's quite you know warry. I mean? It's a bit. It's a bit warry. <laughs> we're, we're sort of on the brink of annihilation. And mass genocide at that point. <laughs> well, this is a it's common not... theme in RPGs, though. Yeah, this is what is. I was thinking when I was trying to come it up is. with mine. It's like, the world is generally about to end. <laughs> That's the point. And you're the nameless hero that comes well, forward. Yeah. You know, well, sorry, but not so much nameless. I mean, you know, usually you're given a game. Uh, a gay? A gay? A, a, a name. Not, you know, you're, you're obviously playing a game. You're not... Yeah, anyway. Um, I also discounted um, Fallout 4. As much as I thought that universe is better, because for me, in the Fallout series, Fallout 1 and 2 feel really bleak. The world is bleak. Fallout 3, the wasteland is still bleak, Mm. but by the end of it, you've managed to, spoiler alert, give a little hope back by cleaning water and all that sort of shit. In Fallout 4, which is set another 200 years or so in the future, it feels like the world is beginning to rebuild itself. Mm. Things are looking a bit greener, a bit, you know, there, there seems to be some life coming back in. So potentially Fallout 4's universe could be a, a more hopeful time to live in, but it's still a radioactive dump wasteland yeah, sort of filled thing. Mutants filled with mutants who want to kill, kill, kill you, you and, you know, radioactive ghouls. And... Maybe, you know, bum you or something. Um, <laughs> and yeah. I don't want that. I haven't got um, that bit in Fallout. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, it... it no. Um, so yeah, Mass Effect One and Two. That's the universe for me. Mm. That's the universe for me. Mm. I get. I get the. I, I like the idea that I would do okay. Yeah. Okay. Mass Effects. I can understand. Not so much the post-apocalyptic wasteland ones. But what do you think of like pre-event Fallout? Would you like to live in that kind of fifties Americana, but with sci-fi type stuff like Jetsons kind of? It's not. I've got to say Jetsons. Is that, it? That's an interesting one yeah. because actually I find that more relatable. Than the, the the post-apocalypse Fallout world. Well, mm. Funny that, yeah. You know, obviously, <laughs> but but with, but with, but the point is, like that universe is kind of instead of kind of shying away from nuclear power mm. and going like our our timeline. Um, <laughs> you know, I know it's real. I know this is real life. I know we're not playing a game at the moment. I'm not calling it a timeline for that. Say, I'm, I'm saying, I, I understand we kind of shy away from using nuclear power in you know cars. <laughs> cars yeah. don't have nuclear reactors and things and mm. thank god for that because you know I mean the disaster but you know I like the idea that this it's a kind of a kitsch 1950s Americana um, you know uh, we're all in it together and, and things like that with massive robots running around all powered on nukes and mm. all that sort of stuff but yeah it's, it does seem quite appealing and it seems semi-relatable because you kind of think if our world had taken a certain divergence at some other point then mm. maybe we would be living in that sort of universe yeah, is there a year? Would like when the the 
get, when it gets nuked, what kind of year is that? Um, I want to say it's like 20, oh, really? 2077 or something like that. What? Do you know what? Is it? While you guys something are talking, like I'm So is it gonna, like that fashion's come back round again? No, it's just never changed. It's never changed yeah. because they got so because they kind of got to the peak of technological stuff, like kind of everything else kind of fell so by rather the wayside. Digital, they went nuclear. They kind of went mm. nuclear. Let's let's just have a look here. Okay. Like if we go Fallout, uh, Great War, because it's the Great War that lasted mm. two minutes. Fallout, Great War. Just waiting for Google. Yeah. Oh fucking hell! The Great War started and ended on Saturday, October twenty third, twenty seventy seven. Fucking hell! When yeah. nuclear weapons were launched, I cannot believe. No, do you know what? I can believe I got that right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it's not it's not oh. too far. It's like not mm. too distant future. Um, and I like to think that because our technology has developed so fast, like computer chips and the you know, silicon revolution and all that sort of stuff has developed mm. so fast, kind of fashion and everything like that has kind of flown with it as well. Whereas if we'd kind of gone nuclear. And everything was a bit sort of steampunky, sort of nuclear-y. I think that's kind of... I think everything yeah. else like fashion and, um, and you know, sort of kind of architecture and stuff would have kind of fallen by the wayside. It would have been like less about that, more about how can we miniaturise a nuclear reactor and put it in a car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I'm going to go back to the beginning and say fucking Mass Effect. Yeah. I yeah. think that's the one I would do best in. So, what in particular in Mass Effect? Because my initial answer was going to be Mass Effect, but I'm going to change it now. But um, <laughs> so, what, what? What would you? I'll, I'll say what I was going to do. Had in mind for Mass Effect, you had like a job role in particular you'd want. Or? Yeah, I imagine myself as uh, a member of the um, human armed forces. Oh yeah, and I imagine myself as someone not particularly high up, but kind of one of the run of the mill sort of NPC characters that you see standing around on the Normandy yeah. or something like that. I kind of imagine myself, I, you know, in the in the kind of hopeful way, I kind of think I was on the Normandy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was kind of one of those crew members who in Mass Effect 3 you kind of see on the Citadel at a bar, <laughs> kind of going, woo, Shepard, you're the best, you're awesome, <laughs> something like that. I don't imagine myself being like, you know, Shepard or anything like that or being a Spectre. But yeah, I think kind of Systems Alliance kind of, you know, Lowish, maybe an officer, but not really high. I see. I I had my eyes set on two particular job roles, very different from yours. Yeah, and one was running a shop, just like one of the shops. I'm Shepherd, and yes. I endorse this shop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. Or um, working in Purgatory, the bar. Oh, dude, yeah, just yes, like the, nice. the the guy that's like constantly serving drinks. Yeah, or eventually the, gets... the one in Purgatory, the one that spikes people. Yeah, drinks. yeah. So and he ends up, spoiler warning, and he wakes up on the toilet floor, doesn't he? Yeah, like, right. Yeah, Shepherd. So that was my thoughts for Mass Effect. But yeah, what kind of shops do they have on this uh, normal oh, yeah. RPG shops? Oh, right. yeah. There's a terminal that you go to. All right. And so, unlike shops in like current world where you sort of walk in and as soon as you do, someone goes, "Can I help you with something?" Mm. <laughs> and you go, well, no, because I've just walked through the door. <laughs> These guys don't hassle you at all. You just walk in, you go up to the terminal, and you just kind of like try and avoid eye contact with them, and then you're like, you know, bit, 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 right, done. Just like, and then you leave. Tesco's now. Basically, you go to the, um, serve yourself things. Yeah. I don't even like to make eye contact with them when something goes wrong. I just can't stand <laughs> there. Just wait. I stand there. the things are the going off. Yeah. <laughs> And if it takes more than more than you know fifteen seconds, I stand there. Free okay. shopping. Oh, yeah. oh. It's like oh crikey, you know. And then suddenly someone comes busting. Do you not know how and... busy I am. 
<laughs> okay. I need to buy these Oreos. <laughs> it's funny that you said about the RPG shop thing. It's not an RPG, but one thing I liked in Night of Zodiac, which we talked about last week, is they have a, they had a model shop in that. Um, they showed uh, one of the characters liked building models of the, the, the mechs in the show. Fucking awesome! It's pretty. Cool. <laughs> so it's like it's they've got a whole cool. shop, and it's all like the, they've got like all the fake boxes for all the. Um... Funnily enough, exactly. In weirdly, Mass, in Mass, Mass Effect, Effect yeah. you actually can buy models oh, of ships, it? really, yeah. and they get yeah. displayed in your captain's quarters. Yeah, yeah. Don't so you've they? got like a wall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, that'd be a cool shop to own. Then, um, yeah, in, there in we Mass go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The model shop, and they've even got uh, one of my fi- favorite bits, but actually could potentially fall under um, one of our other topics. Hmm. Um, is that one of the models you buy is of Sovereign from the first game, oh, yeah, yeah. who it turns out is a Reaper. Mm. But because people and the council are officially, by Mass Effect 2 and 3, denying the existence of Reapers, they they think it's a Geth ship. So it's just called like Large Geth Ship mm. or something like that, but it's clearly Reaper, and it's clearly Sovereign. Uh, I just like that, it's quite a nice little kind of link back to the first game when people thought it was just a geth construct rather mm. than actually a uh you know the um world altering genocidal mass intelligence <laughs> depressing mm. isn't it yeah yeah all right Thanks. so i'm guessing on a lighter note you've got a different answer here than you <laughs> well i was um, it's going to be japanese isn't it well pretty much all, all the games i play are japanese to be okay, fair. Fair i don't really like western developed games that much um I don't know why. I just uh, tend yeah. to. I grew up playing Japanese games, so I just I'm kind of obsessed with them. <coughs> but I went for a sort of more glib answer. I was trying to think of um, ways you could be uh, successful in an RPG world based on <laughs> what happens in that RPG. So I was thinking, if you were, if I was to live in Hyrule, um, setting for the Legend of Zelda, yeah, I would work as a potter. Okay. Because every day you would have people coming into your pottery shop and saying, you're never going to believe what's just happened. Some burk in a green tunics just walked into my house, <laughs> uninvited, just sauntered in, started picking up all my precious looking <laughs> pots and chucking them on the ground. And any rupees that I had, you know, stored in there, like you do, you keep your savings in your pots, he fucking just takes them and then saunters out again as if nothing's happened. Without saying a word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't, like nothing, like nothing out of the ordinary at all. Just buggers off. I'm like, see ya. <laughs> I'll clear this out up then, shall I? And then you know, then they pop down to the pottery shop, buy six pots. You know, your quid's in. The only person winning out of that, if I was the potter, I'd be paying potter. Link to basically <laughs> to keep up his his um, sabotage of um, the, the poor yeah. residents of Kikiriko Village. As the more you smash. In. Yeah, keep all the rupees you find there. Mm. You know, yeah. So that was my glib answer. Like <laughs> One of my um, a sort of fantasy <clears throat> answer was in uh, Final Fantasy VII. Like, any play Final Fantasy VII? Yeah, I would love to work at the Golden Saucer. Yeah, or even own it because it's going to be incredibly popular because everyone I knew who played Final Fantasy VII put at least like half of the hours they put into that game just bumming around in in the Golden yeah, Saucer yeah, playing yeah. on the mini games and spending yeah, yeah. all their guild there. No, it's very true. <coughs> so I think you'd be pretty successful, <laughs> like a kid in an arcade. Exactly. And I kind of thought, and you know, why like, go to the arcade? I can go to the Golden Saucer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah. But if when you see the sort of concept art and things of it, what it's supposed to look like, it's fucking massive. It's like Disneyland oh, times ten. Huge, man, yeah. And I just think, you know, maybe there's more to it. We didn't even get to play in the game, theoretically, and you could hey, have this entire In any RPG, there's always a closed door somewhere. Yeah, of course. 
Yeah, like a completely locked door, mysterious you know I mean? door Just that you like, can never open. Yeah. But I reckon working at the Garden of Source would be amazing because once everyone's um, been kicked out, yeah, you just have free reign to play on all the arcade machines. Another one I was thinking of um, in Shenmue. There's an arcade in that. Yeah. And the game is set in the late '80s. Now you know that I'm a, a bit of a rose-tinted nostalgia freak. <laughs> yes. Uh, how good would it be? I don't think there's anything about the 80s that should be excised. <laughs> well, on from... the, ni- the 90s more for me. But mm. um, <clears throat> Imagine being... Oh, man. Late late 80s in Japan. Yeah. Shenmue's obviously set in a little Japanese town. And you work in an arcade. The, the games that you would come see come and go. And you'd be able to go and buy all these amazing games <clears throat> as they come out. And hoard them, you know, you, as well as play them. Always buy like a sealed copy, and that would be your kind of inheritance for later on. As you get the only downside was I vetoed that idea because it's a Sega game, and all the games would be Sega. Like in the arcade, <laughs> the only the only games you can play in that are like Hang On, yeah. and um, they're good games. But you'd be, you'd be in Dan's, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. The guy with the tiny head and the humongous <laughs> body, like uh, inexplicably massive mm. body. <clears throat> And that tiny little pea head. Mm. I was thinking as well. Still good though. <clears throat> something I spoke about on the. Um, the day goes by, I don't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did conjure up quite an image. I was thinking as well, something I spoke about in the first podcast, a game called Animal Crossing. And although in that podcast I did kind of. I was a bit down on the game, it's not really a good game. However, it would be a really cool place to live. Because the minute you arrive, they make you a fucking mayor. <laughs> so it's like, no qualifications just some little kid who steps off the train like oh good the mayor's arrived <laughs> here's your chair and your office and your secretary and here's your house but the good thing about Animal Crossing is you being mayor doesn't actually involve anything in particular really you could not turn up to your office ever you know you can just sort of saunter in and out and people can come up and they'll tell you oh we need a pond or whatever and you're like yeah whatever there's a donations box at the end of the fucking hall or whatever <laughs> all you do to make money is um, you do a bit of fishing chill, yeah. back, um, chill out and just cast your rod but and, as, uh, from what I can remember at this point you're trying mm. to make money to pay back yeah that's do... true you have got like a huge mortgage with some horrible loan shark <laughs> yeah some dude who just appears and kind of like yeah. goes hey you yeah. want a house? Yeah. Well, he Here's does. 200 grand. He's like, oh, you're going to need somewhere to live. I mean, I could probably help you out with that. I mean, it's going to cost you. But... Yeah. <laughs> and he does keep coming over to you. Like, every time you finish paying it off, you know, he knows you're a sucker for it. And he's just like, yeah. oh, do you, your house is know, a bit goes... small at the moment. <laughs> you could really use an extension. So this is the downside, I suppose. But, well, maybe that is, maybe that's the guy you should be. Maybe it should be Tom Nook. The guy who, you know, who goes and... The, the loan shark. The loan shark, hmm. yeah. He's chewing on a match and flipping a nickel, I think. <laughs> I think I'm going to trust, trust that guy. guy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I like this way, yeah. But I just think it'd be nice to just, like, chill out, pick up, you know... Imagine if you could just, like, pick up just random seashells and just catch fish and then just walk into a shop and then they offer you loads of money for it. Enough to pay your mortgage. That would be pretty good. <laughs> the other good thing is... Um, in Animal Crossing, you can the local news agent stocks loads of uh, Nintendo-related merchandise, and you can fill I, your house. With I it. love how it, your your dream role in an RPG is to own lots of games. I know. <laughs> well, this is the thing. Like, this is what I was thinking. I I was thinking of it as me though in an RPG universe. Like you're saying, um, you go into like Mass Effect and whatever, and like you'd be a soldier. I was thinking, yeah, but it's going to be me. And I'm thinking, I don't, I'm going to be a rubbish soldier. Well, it wasn't so, so much, it wasn't so much me thinking I'm going to be a rubbish, uh, you know, like kind of. 
I mean, I, I would be a rubbish soldier, but I know for a fact that's what I'd end up doing because I kind of mm. look at everything else and I'd be like, well, I, I wouldn't be any good at, in a shop. Mm. I wouldn't be any good kind of leading all these people and keeping them together because eventually I'd just be sick of walking into their rooms and getting them to talk to me until they start recycling the same line over and over again. Okay. <laughs> so you know, oh, yeah. I've got to go yeah. to a mission now. <laughs> and when I come back afterwards, they're going to start mm. telling me more stuff. Yeah. And I think... Realistically speaking, I'd probably have looked around and kind of gone, ah, the Reaper threat. They're going to stop mm. expanding the army. I may as well just get in now. Like, <laughs> I'll get in now. It'll be fine. I'll do all the training and stuff like that. You know, fine, mm. whatever. I'm, I'm happy with that. Because if I was going to be like super cool and I was going to have like loads of, um, if I wasn't me, basically, if I was like bench <laughs> and athletic and um, you know good with a sword or whatever, then I would love to live in Monster Hunter universe. Mm. That's a pretty badass existence, just going around slaying these huge um, yeah. 50 foot tall monstrosities. <clears throat> Although I do generally, whenever I start playing a Monster Hunter game, I feel incredibly guilty. Because the first thing it kind of gets you to do is kill some innocent herbivore. <laughs> you just start cutting down and it's got its like, babies trailing behind it. <laughs> and even though, even though I'm a meat eater, I still feel just horrendously guilty. <laughs> I'm sorry, the game's oh, making oh, me do it. Oh god! It's the wee one. Then. <coughs> I mean, <coughs> to be honest, then if you're going to go for the whole like, okay, I'm not me, and I'm super bad. Well, that's it. I'm thinking in that world, I can do everything. I'd be okay with that. Then, I mean, to be honest, it would be it would be the Mass Effect universe. It would be on one of the planets that the Reapers don't even get to by the end of the <laughs> third game. Um, and I'd be some really rich guy with all the technology that the Mass Effect guys have with all the holograms and stuff like that and I'd just be surrounded by bitches <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's all I do Cerberpus fuck everything else I don't want to yeah Cerberpus yeah exactly yeah. Cerberpus man <laughs> you know I but then to be fair I wouldn't want to be someone like the uh, the um, what was his name oh the elusive, elusive man. man I wouldn't want to be him because excuse me Sorry, Wendy Pops. <laughs> We're suffering various yeah. ailments today. Sorry. Wait, wait, if, if this is this is either the, depending on what you want to call it. It's either the cough cast or the cold cast yeah. at the moment. Dan and I are both mm. full of it. I'm still got the remnants. Sean's got the remnants of it. Um, we're we're literally just going around in circles. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like totally. If I was like badass in in Mass Effect, I I just think I would be one of the rich dudes just sitting on a planet somewhere. Mm. Just taking advantage of all the sweet technology. Well, okay, what would you rather be? There? Would you rather be not you and have amazing abilities and be a complete badass and be the hero and be the soldier, or would you rather just have everything and be just you know just rich and? <sighs> I think because of the situation in the universe, I'm one of these people who really gets like into the story and yeah. into the lore. So you'd want to I would, be I would want to, I would want to be doing something. Yeah. I'd want to be doing something. I would want to be, like in the Mass Effect 3 ending, spoiler warning, um, one of those dudes, hard pressed, trying to fight off the Reapers when suddenly they all disappear off or they blow up or whatever, depending on whichever ending, spoiler warning, you choose. Um, I'd like to think I was doing something, mm. but if it, if it was just sorry, I'm, touch, I'm touching <laughs> you an awful lot today. So I just keep touching. You. Sorry, Sean. Sure. 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 Uh, yeah, I I think to be honest, I I mean, if it was if there was nothing going on, if it was kind of like the peaceful Mass Effect universe, I'd I'd just be some rich dude somewhere. Yeah, 
taking advantage of all the awesome technology, that, like, like I've said a few times, mm. with the holograms, the cool tables, and cutting, cutting your bitches. cheese with your Omni Blade. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and surrounded by, you know, Asari and all the other fit blue boobies. <laughs> That's about it. Got blue boobs. Got uh, covered up in a yeah. panel boobs. Yeah. And solarian boobs. Solarian boobs. Like lizard boobs. Lizard boobs. <laughs> <laughs> All this a bit strange. Um, so, just quickly then, because I was going to go Mass Effect as well. Oh, I should have seen that coming. Um, so, the a other... spoon later. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, the other thought I had was, whenever I've really got into Skyrim or Fable or any game set in a fantasy setting... Uh, I've always ended up spending um, a ridiculous amount of hours uh, as as a, as, a, as a blacksmith, yeah. just literally just forging mm. shit for the sake of forging it. And I can do that for hours. I can do that. I could, that 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 becomes the game for me. I'm like, no, I've decided I don't want to quest. I don't want to kill dragons. I just want to just want to be a blacksmith. I love that though. The <laughs> idea that like well, these dragons are going to come and goes, oh my god, dragons! You're just there going tink. Tink, 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 I didn't train for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not ready for this. Tink, yeah. tink, tink. You deal with the dragons, I'll be there. <laughs> Sorry, be there just had a, a moment. Yeah. Um, and the other idea I had was uh, South Park Stick of Truth. Um, just, just I, don't, I don't know what I would be in the set in South Park Stick of Truth. Um, maybe an underpants no. Potentially, <laughs> um, they seem to have it pretty sweet. They what just, about one of Randy's drinking buddies? One of Randy's drink. Randy is one of the best characters in yeah. South Park. You just want to be near him. Yeah. You just want to be near him. Just getting whipped <laughs> up into his stupid pursuits. <laughs> but I, I felt that might be cheating because obviously it's based on South Park. So, but um, yeah, probably a, a blacksmith or a bar owner in like Skyrim or Fable. Because like probably more Fable than Skyrim. You reckon? Yeah, the dragons. Uh, it's an issue in Skyrim. Yeah, so. fair enough. That's mm. a fair, fair point, really. Mm. Although, I'll tell you what, like until you get to a certain point in the quest, dragons are like, no problem whatsoever. They're, yes. they're not, they're not, they don't even show up. <laughs> so if you basically were set in that bit and you made sure that the Dragonborn never got to like the fourth mission or something like that, yeah, yeah. you're fine. True, true, yeah. People just, would just be going, oh, have you heard dragons are back? And you'd be like, well, I've heard it, but I haven't seen, haven't any, seen any. I haven't seen any yet. I haven't seen any of them yet. <laughs> I keep hearing noises that by, sound like... By dragons, do you mean dolls, dragon? That one dragon at the start? That yes, one that's, dragon. That's a, there's, a, um, there's a game on 3DS, actually, that I keep wanting to play called um, Adventure Bar Story, which is about you being a, the barman in a in a kind of oh, RPG so cool. adventure and instead of kind of venturing out to kill monsters stuff you're just kind of getting the stuff you need to run your bar that'd <laughs> be pretty so cool yeah, yeah I like the idea of that and there's one on um, Steam as well called Shopkeep where you are the sh- an RPG shopkeeper and all these adventurers come in and like um, you've just got to keep it stocked with like mana potions and plus one broadswords and stuff. Yeah, so, so there's cool. also a goat simulator. Well, yeah. You play goat simulator. I have played goat simulator. It's bloody brilliant. It's really hilarious. <laughs> when you just turn all the mods on, oh, it yeah, just goes apeshit. It just goes mental. But but to be fair, that's the point, isn't it? It's like there's there's bus driver <laughs> simulation. There's there's like I mean there was um, well uh, you know in a role playing game I mean. You could you could open it up. You could say stuff like Microsoft Flight Simulator. <laughs> I'm playing the role of a very yeah. boring pilot, having to do everything by the books, you know, yeah. with a checklist and all that sort of stuff. I remember seeing once one of my mum and dad's friends. Um, <clears throat> she'd printed out all the instructions 
of uh, of how to fly a plane and was applying them to Microsoft Flight Simulator. Oh, okay. yeah. You know, doing all the manuals, uh, switch flipping and all that sort of stuff. And for the most part, it was absolutely spot on. It was really? actually well, they, everything. No, could, usually could, very in-depth. Well, I used to live um, in the same house as a pilot. Well, yeah. No, 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 not a pilot. Someone, like someone training to be a pilot. And he had one of those simulation softwares yeah. that computer things to do his training on. And um, <clears throat> he was showing me it one day and he said, go on, have a go. And he was so pissed off because I fucking landed this plane the first time. <laughs> and he was furious because it just shouldn't have happened. It was a complete fluke, probably from just years of just being a video game nerd. <laughs> and it just like felt like second nature to me. It was like I was going to say, plane. conclusive proof, if you can do something in a video game, you can probably do probably, it. Probably. probably. You know? yeah. like, I, I could probably survive a post-apocalyptic nuclear wasteland. I've done it in a, I've done <coughs> done a video game. game. So, I mean, yeah. I just do what well, I do. whenever I'm like packing up my car or doing anything I always think of Tetris whenever you've got to fit a lot of things into a small space immediately yeah the Tetris theme comes on in your head and you just start stacking oh that's satisfying pop that square one inside that L tip oh no oh that's good it's it's always the attaché case in uh, Resident Evil 4 for me just like the amount of time I spent or me and my husband spent yeah just like fitting how are we going to fit the shotgun the fish and the six eggs in this one case. <laughs> the weirdest. Like as soon as he opens his case up, it's like, what the fuck is wrong just with maximizing you? Maximising <laughs> your yeah. Let me just move the fish out of the way to get to my sniper yeah. rifle. There we go. That's good. Yeah. Clever so, inventory system. That. Yeah. I like it. Well, that, um, you mean sort of like blocks and yeah, yeah. like, like a kind of grid system. A yeah, so like a machine gun rather than so. Deus Ex. Oh, is that in Deus that? Deus Ex did yeah, it yeah. before oh, Resident Evil Four. Did it? Yeah. All right, Dick. <laughs> it was really cool because, like, you had to you had to put everything in your inventory. You're like, right, I, I want the shotgun, I want the the submachine gun, mm. but if I want a sniper rifle, I'm going to have to have this set. You know, it was yeah, all yeah. quite. But I'm not. No, I'm not saying. Oh, well, <laughs> I, <laughs> what I mean is, yeah, Deus Ex did it before Resident Evil Four, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah we've got that. Yeah. So well done. fuck Resident <laughs> Evil Four. Although I have to say. You guys have mentioned Resident Evil for pretty much every podcast yeah. we've done. Every part I can remember. Sure thing, Coldplay. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because <laughs> if you remove 80% of <laughs> oh, the, fuck the you. clones, then it's, a good, it's the best. You notice how Sean's just sitting back, as we back yeah. each other. <laughs> Sean's just sitting there going, excellent, uh, 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 excellent. Because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you get rid of the romance from Attack of the Clones. <laughs> and actually it's... <laughs> right. Okay, fine. Well, you okay. mentioned Deus Ex. That's yep. um, a cyberpunk setting, right? Would you like to live in a cyberpunk world? Uh, potentially cyberpunk, <clears throat> but maybe not the Deus Ex world. Okay. Deus Ex is... While it probably is the most relatable of all of them, considering I think the prequel Human Revolution is set in the very, very close future... Um, the ones with the ones further on are set during a period of intense fear across the world, and it's yeah, it just it well, just cyberpunk, cyberpunk usually is pretty bleak, isn't it? To mm. be fair, it is, but but it's they're like kind of cool. Potentially beneath the steel sky. If you've ever played that game, yeah, the um, point and click. Yeah, the uh, uh, Monkey Island. The sort of, so, yeah, yeah, like kind of LucasArts yeah, yeah. kind of adventure game. That that oh. cyberpunk world, mm. if you're one of the rich and, and good, mm. 
doesn't seem to be particularly bad place to live in. If you're one of the underclasses, mm. I mean, mm. it's awful. It's mm. absolutely terrible. Cyberpunk, like you say, is always characterised by the Blade. Potentially the Blade Blade Runner universe. Yeah, that was a PC game, point-and-click game. Yeah, potentially Blade Runner. So it we was a very opening this up to just game, video actually. game universes. That's what it was, wasn't it? Well, it was RPG. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, point-and-click yeah. point an RPG? It kind of is. I suppose so. Well, you're playing a role. I don't know. All games you're playing a role. Yeah, right? yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, there's a cyberpunk uh-huh. game. There's an RPG on the Super Nintendo called uh, Shadowrun, which is based on the tabletop RPG. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, that's true. And that's a cyberpunk setting. It's pretty cool. Everyone talks in, like, silly um, uh, slang. Yeah. Like, to kill someone, you geek them. Geek them? Yeah. It's like oh, wow. in... Um, so you got geeked. Dark Knight killed. Returns. The uh, mutants. Yeah, it's very slice and dice. Yeah, 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 exactly. But I like, I love all that. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, and all the kind of spiky green hair and stuff, and implants and augmentations and Shadowrun as well. It's it's kind of um, the setting is it. It's kind of like a D and D setting, but in cyberpunk, so it's got like orcs and elves and trolls and things. Yeah, um, as well as humans. But all in like a cyberpunk thing. But it's cool. all about like hacking into mainframes and stuff. One thing I really liked about <laughs> hacking into the mainframe, yeah, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. Up, three guesses at the password. I mean, but I love yeah. all that kind of um, fantasizing about all the kind of technology and stuff that could happen. I like just simple stuff. Like I remember reading in one of the Shadowrun rule books for the tabletop game about um, how augmented reality and how we're almost getting to that point now and yeah. this was like quite an old book but about how it was almost like describing Google Glass mm. kind of thing where you would have in your implants in your eyes that would constantly feed you information as you're like walking down the high street you know you'd see banners and uh, pop outs and things coming out of shops like telling you about sales <coughs> and stuff and if you go in you, you don't have to buy anything you don't have to physically like pay for anything if you grab it up and leave the shop with it your bank account immediately just gets takes the money the company I work for <coughs> sorry like I said this is the cough cast <coughs> sorry sorry Jesus are you alright yeah, no 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 I'm not I'm Please not well send help um, the company I work for which uh, I probably shouldn't say the name uh, but it might give away uh, who it is by what I'm going to describe has created augmented reality smart glasses we have them and really? we've been selling them for a long time okay um they, the first version didn't really get much traction. The second version got a bit more traction. The third version is being designed for um, uh, kind of industrial usage. Mm. And it is proper augmented reality. These guys have um, the, the, the glasses that they're going to wear project the image of uh, what they're supposed to be doing on top of the device that they're working with. Mm-hmm. So... You know, for instance, they're working on a steam pipe juncture or something like that with a with a big cog or wheel or something like that. If they have to repair it, it literally overlays on what they're seeing, and it says you've got to remove this. You know, and it wow. works. And you know, our stuff as well has piano simulation on it. It shows you where you're meant to press. It tracks oh my God, that's the amazing. keys mm. and shows you where you're meant to press. It show you know you can. There are programs that show you how to fix a bike. People are using our glasses to, uh, like parking attendants are using it. They do like they they put on the smart glasses. They walk around. They they look at um, the license plate, and their program that they've got running in their augmented reality glasses, 
logs the license plate, mm. checks the database, boop, boop, projects an image of whether they're approved or unapproved or whether they're, they've expired or something like that. And all the information that they need is being projected. The, this stuff is is, is here. Yeah, that's pretty but, bad. But people reject it a lot because I just don't think people are ready for it. I just, I, I, you know, now we are actually in an age where VR, virtual reality, stuff like the Oculus Rift, mm. um, HTC's equivalent, Microsoft's uh, Hollow, whatever they call it. That's 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 augmented reality though. The Hololens. The Hololens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, you know, we're getting closer. Almost mm. there. And then we, with the VR, we basically are able to live in your ideal... You are. But uh, not, RPG setting. You but you're not able to... On your VR and... To taste. No. Right. To touch, to fondle, no, to feel, but... to fiddle. <laughs> but you, can, you can guarantee it's going to be used for porn. Sex, sex it is going to be used will for be arriving right. soon Google, after Google, VR. Um, uh, Google Cardboard... Yeah. Appeared and then within weeks, the first virtual reality porn. Some guy sitting in his room, with the with the fucking cardboard on his face, yeah. just like watching some POV porn. <laughs> just like, oh yeah. Can you, can you imagine a more oh, embarrassing God, so way good. to be caught masturbating? <laughs> like <laughs> holding Google cardboard out <laughs> in one hand, yeah, and you know, bashing the bishop with the other. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit weird. It's not what you think. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> Let's face it, this isn't the worst thing you've caught me doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I was, so, I was watching that episode of The Inbetweeners where he's oh. <laughs> got his hand under his leg. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and a numb hand. And then his mum walks in and he's like, it's just a movie. It's just it's a movie. It was, I love that whole thing. The, they called him the dead hand gang. Yeah. So it's a crew for people that just masturbated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, he's in the Air Force now. How gay is that? It's like, still kind of gay. <laughs> still pretty gay. So, okay. Well, we've covered the uh, universes, pretty much. And a variety of other things. A variety of other including things. Including VR masturbation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Coldplay came up. Briefly. Yeah. Yes. We've got the Attack of the Clones Attack reference the Clones out. Reference We're just ticking all the boxes now. Yep, that's yeah, good. Yeah, that's really good. Yep. Sean mentioned Zelda. So, you know, that's, that's, yeah, yeah. that's that box ticked. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, we're off to uh, pretty much textbook stuff. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> it. T-O-O-H. Yeah. 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 Uh, how long we got left? How long are we at? We are currently at 50 minutes, roughly. And we've spent about 10 minutes before we started. So it's still pretty short, actually. Yeah. So... Should we broaden it a bit? Well, I think I think, I think there's more to say about VR because I'm yeah. interested to see like yeah. I do like this. This this yeah. this is the spirit of podcasting. Mm. Yeah, I love the tangents mm. that come off it. I love the fact that in podcasting I was able to rant about why Coldplay <laughs> are so underrated. <laughs> <laughs> underrated. Yeah. yeah, it's like no one ever buys no Coldplay. Who, who are they? They're the no. underground yeah. band. Yeah, yeah they're, they're pretty. You, you they're pretty niche. You wouldn't yeah. have heard of them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're they're. they're uh, but yeah. who's excited for VR then? Would you like to live out your fantasies in being a? I am because, for instance, Alien Isolation. If you haven't played it, play it. Mm. It's a great game. I've played a bit of it. It's a then the alien appeared. It's scary. It'll make you want to soil yourself. <laughs> but if you're a fan of the Alien films, play it because it is just. It's just like being in one of the movies. Mm. You feel as pantwettingly mm. scared as you would be if you were facing the alien. Now. They had, in the code for the game, the programming for Oculus Rift support. 
but it on the PC version. Mm. <clears throat> but it was never some kind of shouted about. It's not an option you can enable. But people found workarounds for it. You can play Alien Isolation right up in your face. You're not looking at it on a monitor. You've got it right in front of your eyes. It's like you are seeing. You move your head left and right. You you see everything left and right. right. People who've played Alien Isolation on the Oculus Rift um, look pale when they come out of it. Because, I mean, it's the perfect sort of game to have VR support mm. for. Mm, Why you wouldn't you perfect? do it? Wow. Because <laughs> it's oppressive and terrifying. But, yeah. extend it out. Yeah. Imagine experiencing, you know, um, think about a, sort of a first person RPG or or something like that. Imagine experiencing that world kind of mm. in front of your eyes. Imagine playing Grand Theft Auto Five. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! You know, like, <laughs> I don't want to yeah. play Grand Theft Auto Five and I'm at the I'm in it. It's bad, bad enough seeing it. Just someone else watching it. I think it's uh, horrific that game. Why? It's so it's so violent. <laughs> It is, violent. it is violent, but... But think about all those poor, defenceless herbivores you've hacked out. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I feel guilty about it. I have to make a, a strong, reasoned decision as to... As genuinely, this is true. I look at the, the sort of... Um, the makeup of, like, the father, the mother, and the baby herbivore, and I have to make a strong, thought-out decision of which one shall I kill, because... Or do I kill them all? Or do I just kill one and hope that then they survive? I can't. If I just leave the little one, the little one is going to die anyway. Because it's going to get eaten by the so kill the, little the jaggy one. or whatever that's around the corner. So do I kill the baby? But that's horrific, just killing the baby. So, you know, this is the kind of thing that goes in my head. The idea of, like, ploughing down pedestrians and killing hookers <laughs> in GTA 5 is, like, it's like too much for my brain. It's only a know. game. I, mean, it's, I know, but I, I, you know. I find it quite... It's almost stress relief after a hard day at work. <laughs> yeah. The thing with... I mean, <laughs> doing it in Grand Theft Auto stops you doing it in real life, I mean, is the, is the point. The thing is, I, I, I don't mind violence in games, and I don't mind things that are incredibly violent, but as long as they're ridiculous. And the thing I don't like about GTA V is that it's so realistic. Like, the animations and things. Mm. When you see someone, like, run up to someone in the street and, like... Um, you know, sock them in the back of the head. Mm. It looks exactly like it would in real life. And the way they kind of ragdoll to the mm, floor yeah, yeah. and then you where you start stomping on them <laughs> or when you, like, pull out a glass bottle or whatever and shiv them in the in the ribs. It, the, the animations are so, like, gritty, mm. you know. Yeah. It's so realistic. I just find it uncomfortable. I don't like it at all, but... Interesting. I mean, to be honest, I find it quite easy to detach. Yeah. Uh, from that sort of stuff because I'm I'm very conscious that I'm playing a game mm. that I will I will undertake actions that I would never consider undertaking in in real life. Yeah, it is a, it is a game. But then to be fair, I try where I you know where I can not to hit civilians. Yeah, so not not to do that because you rack up your wanted level and so you're usually in the middle of a bloody mission and then you've got to do, yeah, yeah exactly and stuff like you know and actually it's it's. You know, it's more. I find it more fun to avoid that sort of stuff. <laughs> I find it fun to obey the traffic laws. And yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah, yeah. I'll get the odd red light, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But no, for me, VR. I I don't think it's going to be well for me personally. It's not going to be a gaming aid for me. I don't think it'll make a good gaming device. 
I do think it'll be good for you. Immediately, you're smirking like I'm going to say. However, for masturbation, means it's going to be. Yeah, I highly recommend for masturbation purposes. Yeah, yeah. no, I think for just uh, short little experiences. So I would sounds like masturbation. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the name of the first (laughs) dude. No, I would love to like walk through Elizabethan London, or something like that. Okay. And just and, and killing people as you go. Even yeah, it, that's no, okay. no killing, no points, <laughs> no health bar, no nothing. Just um, give me a street, even just one street, a living, breathing, fully functioning area that mm. I can go into. I can walk indoors and walk. I can, um, yeah. you know, I, I don't even have to be able to interact with other people. They can just go about their lives and like <laughs> talk between themselves, and I can just like. You know, so I just want to use it like almost like a little time travel device. So if someone can make, you know, almost like a movie set, basically, mm. that I can just go and explore. The thing about you, man, is you always come up with like with the answer that kind of makes me sit back and go, "God, my answer just made me sound like a douchebag." <laughs> like, there was me going like, "Imagine um, playing like in fucking Grand Theft Auto Five, and you're like, well, I'd really like to explore." <laughs> <laughs> And actually, do you know what? I would, I would absolutely love to do the same. Yeah. I would love to be able to pop on a on a headset or something, and walk walk onto a World War Two battlefield or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, while it's while it's in progress, I would love to be able to stand there and see mm-hmm. and actually get a real idea of what it was like yeah. to be there or on the battlefield of Hastings in 1066 mm-hmm. or something like that, just to see what was going on to get an idea of. Of all that sort of Again, stuff. Again, I think that'd be quite horrific, though. I, I, well, I, I think it would. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, to be honest, I don't know why I picked two battlegrounds mm. there. I mean, cause, to be quite honest, I would love to see Victorian England. Yeah. yeah, I'd love to see what that was like. Like, you know, the hustle and bustle of the market. Because I was like, the, the bits and of then, history that fascinate me have always been like the sort of more social history. Mm. I love like just what people wore and what yeah. they did in their day-to-day lives. I love like just looking at pictures of medieval peasants building cathedrals think and about things it. and imagining like what that bloke's job was. And... 200 years in the future, someone's going to be putting on a headset to look about what it was like at this point. Mm. And they're going to be like, why is everyone talking about Susan Boyle? <laughs> <laughs> this is really lame. Like, she released two good albums and after that we never saw her oh, again. Oh, no, God, no. Tom. <laughs> no. no, not Sue, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, Elizabethan England, just going about day-to-day life and then just breaking in someone's house and watching two people fucking. That's, that's obviously what we're going to use it for. So yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Just like you're sort of just walking down the street. Yeah, this is God, lovely. This is amazing. Is, I feel so great. Yeah. Oh. Oh, hello. Hello. Oh, I might masturbate while I'm <laughs> at their window. <laughs> well, anyway. Mm. One, of the, one of the most erotic... Things I've ever read is Samuel Pepys's diary. To be fair, so pretty, 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 it's true. It's a, I woke up this morning and feasted on bacon. <laughs> I've read Samuel Pepys's diary. Yeah. I do. I yeah. There are a few moments here. Yeah, <laughs> when he starts when he starts talking in other languages, starts English. It was like she let me touch her pompadour. Like, like, yeah. My God, I'm yeah. solid. Yeah. <laughs> Jade! (laughs) I've been reading the peeps again! (laughs) (laughs) That might be the title of this week's. (laughs) 
But seriously, I would love, 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 love to be able to walk around like Samuel Peep's era when it's... But yeah, that's my VR dream. VR <laughs> dream? The most erotic thing That's really good. That's really good. I tell her, like, that's the title of the podcast. The most erotic thing I've ever heard. I'm never going to live that down. We found one. We've Well done. Congratulations. Welcome to the party, Sean. Yeah. That's good. Oh, dear. So, so VR. Yeah, so, yeah, virtual reality. Oh, dear. Um, It annoys me. I I think it mostly annoys me that I won't be able to afford anything resembling VR until it comes down in price considerably. Yes. Um, whether it be because I don't own a PC good enough to mm. run it or whether it be because I'll have to buy a PlayStation, whatever. I, I just yeah. can't afford it yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, so is that on, is there an Xbox <laughs> equivalent? No, no, you can play... There's going to be Xbox compatible games that you run through Windows 10 on your PC through the VR. Oh. Yeah. Through the Oculus. Okay. <laughs> it's one way to solve yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. One way to solve it but you still involves spending a, a grand on a PC yeah. and then... The Oculus Rift on and, top of that. I mean, the Oculus Rift is what four hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah, on its own. Four five hundred pounds, and it requires a pretty hefty PC to run it as well. I was strongly <clears throat> contemplating buying a two hundred pound Virtual Boy when I was in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> so right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, the the Virtual Boy <laughs> is is red. Yeah, 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 and only projects red virtual images. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. and <laughs> induced crippling headaches. Yes, and motion sickness. Yes, yeah, yeah, and was very uncomfortable to use. Uh, yeah, and you had to put it on a table and kind of duck down. Yes, but having said all that, I too mm. would probably have to have Mario argued. tennis. Yeah. <laughs> I would have really had to have argued with myself. Yeah, I, I've, I've always wanted one. Um, my dad used to go on business trips. That my dad used to go on business trips to Japan. <laughs> yeah. And um, <laughs> this is where I, I think I first became obsessed with Japan. Yeah. And <clears throat> and I, I asked him if he because I, I was reading about virtual boy in all the magazines and I was just like desperate. For it. I was like, please, please, can you get me a virtual boy? Because I was a fucking spoiled little brat. <laughs> and he went over there, and obviously the thing tanked within like three months of release. Yes. And he was advised very strongly to not buy one <laughs> in the shop. They were just like, no, nah, I don't want that. So they, they gave me, um, he bought, they said, buy a, a Game Boy Light instead, yeah. which is a, Jap- a Japanese only Game Boy, which had a backlit screen. Amazing. Yeah. I was so disappointed. <laughs> like, something just that's actually it, incredibly useful. No. <coughs> oh. Where did, what happened to it? Um, I think I ended up selling it tragically, like, most things at that time because used to you know whenever something new used to come out I used to sell the old thing to get the new thing so I probably right, sold it for a, a it's funny a isn't it GBA like, or something hindsight being what it is oh man if crazy. your dad had bought you back a, a virtual boy. boy yeah I would have been it would have I mean it's 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 a piece of gaming history now yeah, yeah. it's funny isn't it I mean I, I used to my uh, my grandma and my granddad back in the day they used to always ask um, me and my sister oh what magazine do you want a subscription to and they would, that was what they would buy us for the year mm. and I uh, Nintendo magazine was the one I had oh, really? and, I, and I had the subscription to it well, back, yeah, back same. ages ago 
And you know, I remember when Doom came out and the N sixty four came out, and I, you know, I treasured the issues that mm. had like the GoldenEye review yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. You know, and I remember when the Virtual Boy arrived and stuff like Virtual Tennis and Mario and stuff, stuff appeared. I was always really disappointed because all the screenshots from all the other games on all the other platforms were always like really nice and crisp and stuff. And I remember when like Killer Instinct came out, and I was like obsessed yeah. with glasses, yeah, yeah, yeah. Falgor, <laughs> and all these like people. Um, and, I, and then the Virtual Boy ones mm. were always these like kind of wireframe kind of like it looked like you were squint, you know, like if you squint your eyes, like everything goes a little bit blurry. Like the screenshots were always really like headachey kind yeah. of like oh my god because it's three D, so it's yeah. like <clears throat> interlaced images, yeah. I guess. So that's terrible, man. Terrible. I know, but I just I've always I've just had like an obsession, <laughs> like since then that I, I just desperately want one. I've always wanted. You'll, one. you'll get one. One of these I days, will. you'll find one. Yeah, they had one in in um, Super Potato, the retro gaming shop in Japan. Yeah. Had one a display model to play, and it was out of order. I was oh, like, oh, you no, must have been gutted. I was, I was devastated. But yeah, I nearly got one. Yeah, these, bro. You'll get one at some point. Yeah, I'll get around to it. At the very least, we'll do a sort of a crowdfunding or something like that. <laughs> buy Sean a virtual boy. <laughs> let him get those crippling migraines. <laughs> <laughs> Try to play tennis on mm. this piece of shit. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Cool. So, verdict on VR. Although we'll probably do a separate pod when yeah, VR really so. properly comes up. But just a quick. Uh, We'll, we'll we'll dive into it very quickly. Is is that I think we'd all quite like something that does it. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's not the for end me, of the world. not for yeah. gaming. Yeah, but for no, no, obviously not. No, we've discovered yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but other needs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, for enjoying the most erotic experience of my life. <laughs> I think like driving games. Like to, to make yeah be more sensible with driving games are pretty cool yeah like I, 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 the idea of just like playing a Forza game but you're never going to feel like the G force on your body no no I'll, I'll be doing it in a chair specially rigged up to, to like really yeah no no I won't do that at all <laughs> so a boxing glove on a stick <laughs> in your stomach <laughs> that's the G force <laughs> it, it, it looks cool but I, I'm okay with the games I'm not playing at the moment anyway yeah fair dues so yeah. Cover quite a bit of ground in that one. Yeah, that's pretty good. So we're going to sign off for this this particular pod, and we'll be back. Well, probably in a couple of days to you guys. So goodbye, people. Toodaloo. Bye. Bye.